Hey, everybody, this is Rob with Local Trivide. Um, I've got a uh, Tyler Castaneda, author of Fire in the Sky, with us today. Uh, but before I get going, uh, this podcast is brought to you by In-N-Out Express Care, locally owned, award-winning urgent care with four locations in Hampton, Newport News, Chesapeake, and Virginia Beach. And I know from personal experience that they are definitely endurance athlete friendly. Okay, Tyler, are you, uh, you on the line with me today? Yes, sir. Got it. So um, I've stumbled across, the way the, the world works is really funny, I've stumbled across this uh, pretty cool manuscript. Uh, at this point, that's, that's what it is, um, called Fire in the Sky. So do me a favor, tell me a little bit about who you are and how we got to this point in time. Um, so yeah, I'm a graphic design student. I'm a senior at George Mason University in Fairfax. And um, so Fire in the Sky is my senior capstone project. It's like the culmination of everything after four or five years of working the graphic design study field, I guess. Um, and I've just always been a huge fan of cycling. And um, reason for that is Team Sky. And as polarizing as they are, they have, there's just a lot to their story. And I felt that their story, all the successes and failures of it would be a really gripping, enticing book to read. And so I pitched it to my um, professor. He signed off on it. And then I just threw in a manuscript into HRC, Hampton Road Cycling, for its, um, just to see if anyone wanted to read over it to proofread it. And, yeah, it gained some traction. Nice. So is your, is your professor a cyclist as well? <laughs> he is not, actually. Um, well, he and his colleagues, sort of his boss, were looking over all the ideas. And his boss was actually the one who signed more off on it. Like, they both thought it was a good idea, but his boss actually recognized the name Team Sky, and they're like, yeah. Now, do you have any personal affiliation to them other than just uh, being interested in the team itself and watching the, the Grand Tours? Not really, no. Um, I mean, I just... I cite them as the biggest reason why I got into cycling as much as I am. Um, I mean, I've never met them, although I did find out a while ago, I was looking through some footage I took at the Richmond 2015 World Championships that I found I was actually pretty close to a Team Sky rider. So that was pretty cool, wow. I guess. What, That's the closest. Which, do, you, do, you, do you remember which one it was? Um, I think it was uh, Michal Kwiatkowski. I don't think he was okay. – I think he was riding for Team Sky at that point. Mm-hmm. Well, so here's the funny thing. You, you – uh, the, in the cover of this podcast, you sent a picture – and it's a BMC jersey, which I love BMC. Do you, has yeah. anybody ever told you you have a, a – you could be related to George Hincappy? Really? I've never heard that before. Yeah. You know, I wouldn't call it a brother or a son, but I'm saying you could you could stand in his family lineup and, and fit in without anybody thinking twice, especially with a BMC jersey on. So <laughs> you, huh. you got that going for you. Thank you. So tell me about your cycling history. What is your – you grew up on BMX bikes or you've always been a roadie? Um, I actually grew up, my uncle, um, he was a big inspiration for me to ride as a kid. Um, he was a big mountain biker, like that late nineties, early two thousands boom of mountain biking. He was a part of that. And so one day he got my cousin and I mountain bikes and for years it was just us tearing up trails in the Tidewater area. 
And then um, summer 2012 was when Team Sky won their tour, and I was I just happened upon it on TV. I was like, wow, that's really cool. And um, so I just eventually I got a road bike and started riding. That's pretty much all she wrote. I've been a road rider ever since. So I think the I think the frustrating thing for me is that the United States, you know, as a whole, generally doesn't appreciate cycling and the and how cerebral a sport it is. It's it's super physical, but it's there's a lot going on, especially on these multi-stage uh, races. Do you mm-hmm. do you find yourself surrounded by people who understand the tour and all of the dynamics, or are you left wanting more information or someone to talk to? Um, kind of. So I'm, I always try to associate with like cycling groups and that sort of thing, like HRC again. And then, um, um, I've been in and out of bike shops where there's very cyclist friendly, um, talking going on. But, um, as for my close friend groups, however, it's really just, I'm the only one who knows or has as much interest in cycling there and i'm just always looking for people to talk to with oh yeah and listen there's some uh, i'm lucky enough to have two kids that are that uh from a very early age we we expose them to cycling and the text messages that i get are so concise um you know Mm -hmm. uh, schleck brothers break away uh you know Froom cracks appears to crack you know i mean just stupid stuff that just gives me the highlights where i can't wait to get home and go watch after a full day of work, mm-hmm. watch four hours of the tour in July. I swear I lose productivity that whole time. Um, so, so where do you ride? What type of riding do you do? Um, I'm pure road. Um, so I, I don't really compete much. I just mix of lack of interest and just lack of time. But I just do solo rides. Um, since I'm up in Fairfax, the big trail I like to do is the Washington and Old Dominion Trail. Um, mm-hmm. If you're familiar with that, it goes all the way into D.C. from Purcellville. Nice. And I just do that, work on, like, um, sprint training intervals, that sort of thing on my own. Um, mm-hmm. I just really write for fun. That's the biggest thing I try to do, though. Sure. No, I love it. I love it. So Thank you're you. a cyclist. You're a graphic designer. You're writing this, uh, this manuscript. And what, you're a senior, so what, what's ahead for you right now? What, what does your horizon look like? Um, it's really, I don't want to say up in the air, but the future can be holding anything. Um, I may be staying up in Fairfax for a while. I may be mm-hmm. moving down to Richmond. Um, I'm just trying to keep my options open. I don't want to like set my sure. things in something too deep yet, but, um, yeah, I'm just like seeing how the, how the um, water's fair at this point. So we have neither one of us have anything to lose by asking and answering this question. Um, let's see if we can set something into motion. What What is your dream job? Like, what do you What would you wake up and say? Oh my God, I get to do this. I don't have to do this. I can't wait till Monday comes around so I can do this. What does that look like for you? Oh man, that's uh, there's that's such a big. I have so many answers to that. I mean, I think. Very ideally, I'd like to maybe be on, like, a marketing team for a professional cycling team, but that's pretty outlandish. But um, really just anything bike-related, I've – the the shop I work at is a um, Trek and Specialized dealer, which is pretty rare, and I've considered, like, 
applying in the future for like jobs at the Trek or specialized like corporate headquarters or something like that as like an in-house designer or something. Sure. Um, but just really anything cycling related or design related, but mostly cycling related would be really cool. Well, but, and um, by the way, I have no idea why you'd say that's outlandish. That's a, there's, that's completely a reasonable expectation from where I'm sitting and what I know about the world. You're, yeah. uh, you're a cyclist okay. already. You're a marketer. Uh, you're a graphic designer. You're articulate. You're educated. Like, this is it's just a no-brainer. Like, somebody out there, if you ask me my opinion, um, this is – here's what I fully believe, um, and I could be a nut job, and I'm not convinced that I'm not, but here's what I will tell you. There is somebody out there. There's some bike company out there right now who is – who is basically sitting around a boardroom table saying, we need somebody who looks like this, who has this skill set, who has this set of interests, who has this experience. And I'm telling you, you line up 100% with that. 100% guaranteed there's zero doubt in my mind that that's happening right now in a boardroom across the, across the world somewhere. So for what it's worth, I think it's very realistic. Um, and, I, and if I'm not mistaken from the picture, because I'm, I'm a, a stickler about certain things, looks like you're even writing a specialized, if I'm not mistaken. I, I am, yes, but I am about to make the jump to Trek. <laughs> nice, nice. So uh, interesting side note. I know this is about you and not me, but um, I, write it, I write a 35-year-old Trek 500, and um, uh-huh. I pulled it out of a uh, garage sale for 35 bucks. I, uh, I'm a triathlete, so I flipped the handlebars and chopped them, put some tri bars on them, some extensions, um, and I'm riding right now a 35-year-old Trek, and I love it. I call her Sea Biscuit. It has the down tube tip, uh, down tube shifters on it, and oh. um, it's fast. It's fast. It's uh, super tight, and it's 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 got more than I have. I can't get uh. to my. Um, my highest gears because I just can't push those gears yet. So I know, and I'm normally I'm doing a, a decent speed. So I love track, but I like bikes in general. So, well, cool. So yeah, I, you, uh, go ahead. Oh yeah. No, I was just going to add on to that. I mean, I've been riding specialized all my life pretty much. And, um, I started with a, a rock hopper when I've had this lay that you saw in the picture for years now, but I think it's fitting to, move on from there, get something a little bit better than that. Um, not to say it's a bad bike, just I think it's time to upgrade. And I think sure. I decided that a great get graduation gift for me is the Trek Madone SLR7. Hell so yeah. That, that's the you next know, bike in my I, future. I don't know. Uh, is, that a, is that an aluminum bike or is that carbon? It's a, a full carbon um I think it's there's options for the drivetrain, but there's I, the one I'm getting is the Altegra Di2, so it's sure. a full-on um, like fast race bike. So I might get into mm-hmm. racing with it actually. Are you? Uh, and, and this is a silly question. I mean, have you done many centuries? Are you a century guy? You're just a, a thirty forty mile guy, <laughs> or? Um, I generally keep it under forty and under at the most. Um, the closest I ever came to a century was like 90 miles. It was on the, um, what was it, the Capital Capital Trail. I was riding with sure. when they got a mechanical and we had to basically turn back before we could make the 100-mile round-trip mark. So we were close, wow. but not close enough. Gotcha, gotcha. So, you're, uh, so tell me a little bit about your graphic design experience. Are you just uh, print? Are you uh, video as well? Or 
what does that major um, in, uh, entail? Um, well, my graphic design experience, um, most of the stuff I do is with InDesign, Illustrator, that sort of thing. Those are my two big, like, focuses right now. And a lot of that mm -hmm. has translated to print media, like this book I'm working on or posters and that sort of thing. Um, mm -hmm. I do have a little bit of experience in video production, very minimal, but I can still like work my way through Premiere After Effects. Um, sure. The sort of side gig I've been getting into slowly but surely is illustration. Um, I have a very specific niche like style that I do, mm -hmm. and okay. I've drawn some like logos for some friends, and I have a couple friends who are looking for who ask for like tattoo designs, believe it or not. And nice. so like. Yeah, a year or so ago, I got an an iPad Pro, and I've just it's pushed my design to the next level. I think. So, how does somebody uh, find out about that? Like, is there a place you could, they can see your artwork or your illustrations? Yeah, I have an art Instagram. Uh, do you mind if I plug it? No, I'm 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 coaching you there. So go ahead. Oh yeah, yeah. My art Instagram is brb dot designing or um, brb period designing um it's i update it semi-frequently um just with projects i'm working on it's a very niche market for my illustration but it just shows that that's sort of what i'm doing but i plan to add more to it i okay. have a portfolio website it's just my tylercastaneda.com but that that one needs to be updated um has been touched in a while I've been putting more energy into the Instagram. Mm -hmm. And so let me yeah. make sure I got this right. That that the web uh, the Instagram is B as in Bravo Romeo Bravo dot designing. Correct. Correct. And then TylerCastaneda.com? Yes, sir. And that's C A S T A N E D A dot com for anybody listening. Correct. Cool. So Correct. um, yeah, I mean, it. Uh, I I think that um. What what your what what lies ahead of you? I think the world is your oyster. I think that um, if I was to give you advice, and we don't know each other that well, but what I I would say, do what you love to do before you choose the money. It's just uh, it's just you know you can make some money. There's no doubt you can go out there and make a ton of money somewhere somehow. Um, but if it's not in an, in something you're passionate about, it just ends up being um, uh, punching a clock and uh, you're drained at the end of the day. I um I love to see people get into what their passion is. More importantly, what you do in your free time, if you can make money doing that or be affiliated with that, hell yes, all day long, twice on Sundays. Just oh, yeah, I I totally agree with that. I've always sort of had the mentality of I'd rather do what I love and even if it gets crap pay, I'd still be doing something I love rather than like at a job I hate but being paid a lot. Um, because I've always sort of gravitated back towards working at a bike shop, at least for mm -hmm. as like an interim job before I get like a design job or something like that, because, mm -hmm. um, it's just, I, I love riding bikes and the cool part about jobs like that at bike shops is I get to help people discover that love of riding and like form a connection with someone on the basis of bikes. Like the coolest thing ever is 
watching a kid get his first bike and their face just light up because they discovered something like completely new to them. That's like, and it's just, I don't know. It's, it's nice. Yep. Nope. I still commute to work. I'm 52. So I, tomorrow should be a good day. I should be able to commute and ride my bike. And I think the whole time, how stupid mm-hmm. is this that I'm excited about riding to work and I look forward to those days. Um, so now what role do you play at the bike shop? Are you a mechanic? Um, no, I'm just purely sales. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I work at Spokes up in it's Northern Virginia chain. And, yeah, I'm just um, mm-hmm. purely sales at that point. Do you do work on your own bike? Yeah, here and there um, when I can. Some of the more complex stuff, um, I would still want to give it to one of our mechanics just because they know what I'm doing, what they're doing a little bit better than I do. But I do what I can. Oh, sure. I got you. I got you. Cool. So um, any any big rides coming up or anything uh, on your cycling schedule? Any, uh, you know, no Grand Fondos or anything like that in the next year? Uh, not really. I actually just went on a ride yesterday. Um, me and a couple of coworkers, um, we went and did the Sino Canal, which was we, – we did around 24 miles, so nothing like too crazy long. But it was mm-hmm. the first time I had ridden off-road in years. And I'd say it did kick my butt a little bit, but it was, <laughs> it was awesome. But, um, yeah, outside well, very cool. solo. Thank you. So you've got uh, – what do you have uh, – and you're probably doing all distance learning or uh, virtual classes right now, I would imagine, with everything going on? Yeah. And do you guys still have a graduation date picked, or I, I guess it's going to be a virtual graduation too? Yeah, um, so our semester, they extended spring break another week to deal with the transition online learning and thus extended our semester another week, pushed our graduation mm-hmm. back. Um, but then they actually canceled our graduation ceremony. So mid-May is like my quote-unquote graduation date, whereas – uh, they'll say I'm done, and that's it. But there's no real huzzah with it. That is the most. That's. I'm sorry to hear that. That's got to be the most anticlimactic thing that's ever. I'm like I can't fathom having done all the work you've done and not having an actual presentation of uh, of graduation and diploma. The whole nine yards. Yeah, I mean it, it is what it is. It's um, it's disappointing. Yeah, but I understand that this is kind of just the world we're in right now, and right. I, w- I would rather sacrifice, like, my graduation ceremony and all that to keep more people safe because of everything that's going on. So, I mean, it's, it's a bummer, but I'm not losing too much sleep over it, I guess. Gotcha. And I, I know that you're not, um, at least I don't think, you're selling fire in the sky. Will it be available in any, uh, in any form at all, uh, or will it just be available to your academic you know, uh, your professor and, and those sources? Um, so, yeah, I um, the, originally there was going to be a senior showcase that we would have, all the senior students would have printed out their books and um, had them on display, and I would have printed out a few extra copies just to give to just close friends or family. Um, but since mm-hmm. that and graduation everything has been, been canceled, we're switching to sort of an online display. So my mm-hmm. book in the coming weeks and months should be available online in like a viewable PDF format. Um, okay. Yeah, so very it's cool. pretty accessible. 
and yeah, I would still maybe print out some copies later on just to give them out as, I don't know, like gifts I'd, or something like that. Yeah, I'd love to get a copy once uh, once you're finished, if nothing else. Uh, I think that'd be cool to have them have on my bookshelf, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. I'd love to. Cool. Well, well, Tyler, I'm going to let you go. I know you've got a lot going on um, with school, bike shop, riding. Um, so I'm going to let you go. I appreciate your time. Let's uh, let's go ahead and see if we can't uh, find this this podcast into the right hands to help support your uh, your dream job. Fair enough. Yeah, thank you. Absolutely. Like I cannot thank you enough for this opportunity. It was really awesome, and um, I'm glad I got to talk shop with someone for a little bit. Absolutely. All right. Thanks again. You have a great day. Yes, sir. You too.